Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. As always, I'm your co-host Ruby, and I'm Mike. And on today's episode, we wanted to get some fan reactions on season five. And just like the final episode of this season, friends and family, we decided to get our family's feedback. Woohoo! And from our panel, first up, we have returning from season three, the closest thing that I know to a real life Janet, complete oh. with leaving tea bags everywhere. It's Kara. Yay! Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> and next up, we have a man who could legitimately fool you on the phone as a Najushi, and also a what you talking favorite. It's Jay. Oh, thank you. It's a, a very, very good uh, to be back here again. Have a more fun again. A lot of good times. <laughs> That's going to be hard to follow up with because our next guest. We thought we'd push a few buttons uh, this season and try to go for a third guest. And for the first time on the show, the only person that knows me longer than these past two guests is Maria, who's also my sister. Yo, hello. <laughs> nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so jumping right into this, today we wanted to keep today's episode simple, and because we are all... We are all family. Um, we may have similar stories, but uh, we may find that we relate to the show differently. So I wanted to go through a few questions about season five. So just to start us off, um, how did you feel about season five as a whole? Did you enjoy it? Did you feel any episodes kind of stuck out, whether they were funny or relatable? So uh, why don't we start with Jay? I totally enjoyed season five. Again, I thoroughly enjoyed all five seasons so far, and I really enjoyed each episode. And I found that this past um, season five, um, we really got into knowing a lot more details about certain characters, like um, Kim Chi's past, trying to find his father. Also, new relationships developing. Um, for example. Pastor Nina and Jimmy. <laughs> I love Jimmy. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's one of my favorite. I find secondaries. him too annoying. I, I don't know. I like him. I, he has a lot of good one-liners. <laughs> the episode where he was talking about um, how he apologized for being a sore loser because he's not used to losing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the seminar. Yeah. <laughs> Like, as I was saying, yeah, the, just the relationship dynamic developing between Pastor Nina and Jimmy. One of my favorite and funniest episodes was when they relaxed the um, the dress code at Handy. And so... No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they All that let, leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let him wear those nut hugger short shorts, those Daisy Dukes. <laughs> That was a little risky. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kara, how about you? Well, for me, I thought season five, I just felt like it was very choppy with the writing. Because when they mm -hmm. came in, they kind of brushed over Janet's storyline with going to Tanzania. I thought they would 
Mm-hmm. Well, I was kind of hoping they would even show her in Tanzania and a better adventures more. And then they kind of didn't really address what happened with her and Raj when they went. And then mm-hmm. the cliffhanger with her and uh, Gerald, I thought they would <laughs> kind of dive into that more. I thought maybe there might be something mm-hmm. like uh, the way they ended it. I actually thought Janet and Gerald might have a chance, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. she went to Tanzania mm-hmm. and then came back and then realized, oh, you know, Gerald and her have been friends for so long that they would get mm-hmm. together. But then it was just like one line where she saw Gerald and then they brushed <laughs> it off. Like, it just seems so abrupt. <laughs> so, But did we really want to see Je- Je- uh, Janet with uh, Charlie Brown baby Gerald? I think it would have been funny because she's <laughs> okay. kind of like very dominant and he's so passive and mm-hmm. i, I kind of mm-hmm. like the relationship between gerald and appa the episodes with those mm-hmm. two together that was a funny interaction oh yeah so it'd be interesting to see appa's reaction to gerald dating her you know he's gonna be super <laughs> protective and gerald's gonna be even more out of his on his toes you know, because <laughs> so, Appa loves true. busting his chops. Like, oh, little baby with a blanket. Exactly, and then maybe like they would d- date secretly, and then all of a sudden Appa would find out. And be curious to see what Appa's reaction would be. I was just gonna say, like, yeah, I could totally see that, like, a further development, and like if there was a season six or whatnot, because like you know how it ended. The other thing I found was odd was um, like the whole thing with. Janet going to Tanzania and then having a relationship with that girl like I didn't expect mm-hmm. that <laughs> and I kind of thought they brushed over that in the end and I thought maybe there'd be a chance for them to develop that relationship further and then be interesting to see mm-hmm. her maybe bringing it up with her parents and telling them I was gonna say there was glimpses of um, Janet kind of a trying to find out who she really was. Because remember in the previous season, one of the previous episodes where she got kissed or she was kissing Gerald's girlfriend. Hmm, right. Oh, yeah, I forgot That's a good about point. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of little uh, details that... I mean, like, it's not something that you think about and then you see it again in that season. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. But I, I, f- I find it interesting that you're very Janet-focused. And especially, uh, I just realized oh, another parallel with you and Janet, <laughs> that that you you went away to Korea for like a year, and <laughs> Janet went away to Tanzania for like a couple months. So it's probably like, like hey, you didn't do it right, Janet. Well, <laughs> yeah. Or rather, this, the writers didn't do it right and showcased Janet enough. I know, because like... <laughs> So Deepal, my husband, when we were watching it together, he's like, oh, this is your life. They, the writers got it wrong. You're supposed to go to Korea. <laughs> he was saying that the whole time. And he's like, what's wrong with the writers? <laughs> so, so were you more mad she didn't end up with the Raj? Um, no, actually, I was more mad that she didn't end up with Gerald because I thought that would have been funnier. Like, Raj is a boring yeah. character to me. Like, even Roger's dad <laughs> would make comments about how like he was so boring. There's like a funny line. I forget what it was, but it's true. Like 
<laughs> just but Janet's character is too too alpha, and then Jared is just like the tag along beta boy that just follows around where she goes and listens to every word. So Jared, we probably wrapped around Janet's finger. I, I have so many more questions for Kara after this because I'm curious who the Gerald was in her life. But uh, oh, we'll, we'll come back to that after the show. <laughs> we'll All, right. Off <laughs> All right. How about you, Maria? Um, I have a lot of same sentiments as Kara did about like how like the writing and there's a lot of things that could have been could have dug deeper into and had further development in certain characters and I guess for example like Janet's storylines and different things that could have been brought up but even like the um Jung and Shannon's relationship right everyone has been waiting for that it's been built up and then all of a sudden it just seemed like so flat so lame and Mm -hmm. right it could have been so much more even potentially like the on and off relationship as in friends where you see Ross and Rachel, right? But yeah. they essentially, they just eliminated and killed it if there was ever a s- another season or whatnot, but like Shannon's gone. Right. Um, right. So, but yeah, overall like season five, I appreciated how like in previous, like the last season three and four, I felt like it was such, um, like it kind of deviated from the main character stories like there's a lot of development on like the supporting casts and mm-hmm. whatnot mm-hmm. but i felt like season five you got to see more of like some development with amma and even finally some sort of development in jung okay he did that he went away and did some school and you know he hopefully he he has some potential and some future some development aside from handy but Okay. I, but yeah, just uh, everything just kind of felt a little short. Okay, and that that's a good segue to our next question. But mm. um, um, maybe I'll just let Ruby answer too. Well, I think the way I feel about season five is that because there were so many writers, and I I feel like they were all trying to put in their efforts of telling the story of the Kim's family, and that's why. As touching and as well-written each episode is, if you look at it as a whole, it's kind of disconnected throughout, right? Like, a little bit of style change throughout every episode appeared in terms of the writing and how how the characters and cast were portrayed. So, as a whole, I thought it was a little disjointed, um, but I appreciated all the development of the characters and I appreciated that they did try to wrap it up in a very tidy family dinner and closing the sign situation Mm -hmm. um, which was what we expected to happen in a very final episode anyways but in terms of how all the characters how the characters stories ended I think it does leave us wanting a bit more Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely (laughs) something that's uh I think most most of the Kimbits feel yeah, it's it's interesting all these points you guys are bringing up, especially about specific storylines, particularly Kara and everything she's pointing out with Janet, <laughs> because there are specific reasons uh, why certain things were done. I found out after the fact, like after the show ended, I went nuts. I'm like, what the hell? Why is this show ending? I'm going to go talk to everybody and find <laughs> out the real story. And I did, and I got depressed. So, oh. um, 
the, the real <laughs> the real story um i'll probably cover in another podcast so just to i mean our guests are more interesting than me but um yeah just because i have the space i'm just going to uh talk about in another podcast but it's it's really good points um things that uh i mean there's a lot of weird oddities of jumping between seasons four and seasons five and even as you guys are pointing out as well the the how it's very disjointed in season five there's there's a backstory to all of it but uh, i'll i guess i'll share with you guys even after the episode so that's for another time yeah yeah stay tuned for a different episode yeah so you gotta <laughs> listen to the next episode <laughs> yeah same what you're talking time same what you're talking a channel <laughs> all right so as maria was kind of leading into um how do you feel the way that they handled the Kim family by the end of season five? And I mean, let's talk about things like Amma's MS and uh, the relationships with, between the parents and the kids, especially Jung and Appa's relationship. And uh, even Jung and Janet's uh, kind of finding their identity, finding themselves throughout the series. Um, why don't we start with Kara this time? Um, so for the MS storyline, I think... It was interesting, and they showed how, like, a Korean family would deal with it. So mm -hmm. I, I think for a lot of even Asian families, you know, they're all about thinking about other people and wanting to protect your family and thinking about other people before you think about yourself. And I think that's why Alma didn't want to tell Janet. She didn't want Janet to worry, and that's why it took her so long to reveal it mm -hmm. and then even going to the support group and pretending that mm -hmm. it was Janet and then not mm -hmm. wanting the handicap, um, the handicap sign. Fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like all about saving face and like presenting yourself to the role, which is like a huge Korean thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I like how they <laughs> did that because, um, it really shows culturally how different um, Asian families are compared to what you see on TV with like Full House or, you know, the typical things we grew up on. And then mm -hmm. it makes you think, okay, when you're watching Full House, you think, oh, this is the way things are. This is a normal family. And if you don't see mm -hmm. that, if, if you just see, you know, um, if you see the same kind of relationship over and over again on TV, then you think, oh, that's normal. But I like how they mm -hmm. showed culturally how it's different the way Korean families would deal with something like uh, a scary diagnosis. Um, yeah, and I blame Full House for things like I'm expecting a hug from my parents and I don't get a hug. It's like, hug yeah. it out. We're not hugging. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or like everything wraps up tidily in the end and everyone talks so openly you know yeah. that that stuff doesn't happen not for asian families no asian families that shit up yeah asian families you just you just pretend everything's okay and then don't talk about it right? <laughs> yeah, like, with, yeah, korean culture it's about saving space and being stubborn and it's a lot of a korean pride we never show weakness you always have to show strength and again I find a lot of Korean families, a lot of uh, uh, 
culture-wise, even family dynamic-wise. They, they want to always save face. They don't want to show weakness. They want to show like their best. They don't want to show mm-hmm. any vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Also, they don't want to show emotions as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty crazy on that because you know how the last couple of years people talk about the topic of mental health and how no one really talked about it. It's kind of like the same thing similar in like in Korean families where someone's sick. They don't want to talk about it. They want to just pretend everything's all fine and dandy and they find it sickness like to them it's almost embarrassing because they always want to show themselves as strong mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you know powerful and you know not have any type of weakness and they don't want to show any type of vulnerability so mm-hmm. i guess with asian culture any type of vulnerability is a sign of weakness so i guess that's why a lot of these episodes it really shows that we're um you know like kara said you know omo you know drag their feet going to these peer group sessions about MS and you know, pretended it was someone else instead of her. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Solid points. Uh, anything to add Maria on other, the Kim's relationship, I think like Jung and Appa, it's still developing. It's still unknown. It's mm-hmm. nice that like they brought in Jung to give in the presentation at the end of like what he thoughts the convenience store could be um but it's still i guess it's always been on and off with like jung and appa's like their their relationship they never really grew they never really i guess got worse or anything it was kind of just like here and there right um but yeah in some regards i felt like also amma's ms um case is I felt like they could have done something more or like how they ended it is like they kind of pass it off I guess that's the whole I guess that's generally the whole feeling of season five yeah they just pass it off they slightly touched on each yeah they just slightly touched a little bit on each little topics and then they left it as is Mm. so like a a sampler plate they didn't really get into it in full detail it's still a little this, this, and this, not really going into the full course menu. <laughs> it's exactly. like, oh, Amma has MS. Janet may be bi. Let's end the show here. <laughs> yeah, and then we don't really get to see, like, how, how like, like is she really bi, or is she, like, flat-out lesbian? Just bi- yeah. I want to see or... Janet kiss all the girls, make sure she is. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, right. I just feel a little deflated. Yeah, it just felt like, oh, that's it? And then you don't, I don't know, I just felt, at the end, I just felt very flat. Like, I wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this is amazing. It was just like, hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, I felt more like screaming at the TV, like, what was the whole point of this? Like, why did they bring in this character or that character? Like, why did they develop this storyline? Or like, yeah, it was kind of in a rage because I guess Kim's is like my only sanity of like I could watch it freely without the ki- worrying about the kids seeing something gruesome or a sex scene or 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 like got some blood gushing out yeah or I could watch it like I could watch it freely and like they could come in I'd be like whatever and they'll just be like mommy what's this and then I want Paw Patrols I'm like okay fine Oh, you but. should you should watch the earlier episodes of Kim's on from Netflix because they throw out f bombs like every two episodes. <laughs> it's like, what was that word, mommy? Uh, let's go back to Paw Patrol. 
Yeah, like I said, that uh, the ending when they're all at the dinner table, it just seemed just so slopped together, just last minute. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's it, and we're just like left, kind of like shrugging our shoulders, like, um, okay, it wasn't like a last <laughs> hurrah or you know any type of uh, you know how should I say like proper conclusion, proper ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like very confusing to me. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of in the in the world of all the fans. It, uh, I mean, all your points have come up. I mean, there are people who <laughs> love that final scene. People who are just like, wait, that was it. And uh, one of the things that did come up uh, a lot was also the whole Shannon and Jung thing. Um, how do you guys feel how they handled Shannon and Jung? Like, I'm not going to answer this because, like, <laughs> I, I, I hate talking about Shannon and Jung, but I'm going to make you guys talk about this. So uh, why don't we start with Maria this time? Oh, well, I hated it. I think it could have been done a lot better. Um, like, right. I felt like they rushed it. I felt like they they really just surfaced it. They didn't let it develop or do anything more. It was just kind of like sexual tensions and that's all it was mm-hmm. and i felt it was stupid and very like i don't know yeah because you're saying like you know they should have developed it like a ross and rachel go on again off again on again off again sort how of many thing. seasons did friends have <laughs> let's let's people know how i f- know how i feel about friends, <laughs> Fucking friends. yeah uh, well like I guess, like, it could have been so much more if... I just felt like overall Kins as a whole, they didn't really put a a clear vision or thought of each individual character development. And that was my frustration as a whole. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, how it was suddenly, like, in the middle of when they're airing, like, season five, they Mm -hmm. said that, hey, this is our last season, even though the network said that we're going to have six seasons. Mm-hmm. So I think it was kind of like, well, there was potential, but then they just rushed it and ended it for mm-hmm. whatever reasons and sakes for it. Okay. And Jay, what do you think about the whole Shannon and Jung thing? To me, they always seem like a real awkward high school couple. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Both of them seem so inexperienced. There's so much awkwardness between the two. And even just like their living dynamics as well too, because Shannon's got a roommate, and then Jung was together with Kimchi, so right. they never really showed if like Janet or um, um, Jung and Shannon moved in together permanently, mm-hmm. and then developed from there. Again, it just it just seemed like going back to the whole friends thing. It was like almost as if there was like that that friend again boyfriend girlfriend again thing with like Ross and you know the other character and friends yeah yeah and it, sometimes it's almost cringe as they just seen the way they interact with each other as well too it's like, well, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you know have some confidence like come on Jung show some alpha qualities come on Shannon stop being so so awkward you know? <laughs> I, yeah that's that's the thing is that their characters Jung is, in a character sense, always trying to find himself. He, he ta- I think he kind of takes off his shirt to, to feel comfortable 
with himself. I don't know, something like that, or get approval from people. And and Shannon's just she's that that she's I guess she's supposed to be the lovable boss somehow. And um I don't know. Maybe it's just a pairing. I find her annoying. No, she's a cool boss, but I find a lot of her stuff real dorky. Like, she'll make up, try to be funny doing silly little sayings and stuff and try to joke around with her coworkers in a real cheesy way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, again, I always remember her doing the Highland. The oh, Highland God. Thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that episode was so and awkward, then, but it's funny. And then Jung, Jung trying to be all sexy, but he looked like some cheesy um, New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys type Asian pop boy <laughs> doing a little silly <laughs> dance routine. Yeah, with kimchi. The yeah. routine killed me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kara, how about you? What did you think? Well, I, I think it kind of makes sense that things didn't work out. I mean, Shannon, I mean, uh, workplace romance is always awkward and Shannon's like the boss and Mm -hmm. I think Jung is still trying to figure things out and it's awkward too because obviously I think Shannon being the boss makes more money than him and I think that kind of dynamic threw things off Mm -hmm. because... Jung, he went to school in LA and he still wants to hang out with Kimchi, his boy. And he's still in that <laughs> right. phase where, you know, he's just trying to get himself sorted and be able to support himself. And meanwhile, Shannon's been in that management position for a while and she has a nice condo. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, she's like set. Like when we saw her condo, yeah. I'm like, you must be making a lot of money at Handy. Yeah, yeah for Toronto. <laughs> it with well, she could be owning it and then renting out that thing yeah. just for extra money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if it was just for extra money and she didn't need the roommate, then why didn't she just kick him out and have Jung so then they can have the condo to themselves with privacy? No. Lease agreement. Lease <laughs> agreement, yeah. That kind of got me thinking that maybe Shan was having a secret second relationship with the roommate. That's what I kind of thought oh. when they first introduced him. Because I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. And then yeah, he had more, he started to have more um, episodes. That kind of mm-hmm. threw a monkey wrench in the whole relationship dynamic, I think. Maybe they were, and, and this is me coming from uh, my, my knowledge of background stuff so they, there was a lot of uh, story changes in between four and five for a reason um, and maybe you're you're all right that that was supposed to be part of it but they scrapped it because oh, uh, they don't have enough time to develop it oh yeah no no no, no. It, it's more than that it's uh, mm-hmm. and, and we'll go into that in another episode that this is that it that is a- explaining all that itself is a whole episode, so I won't bore because everybody a, with that. Because a girl roommate and a boy roommate, oh, eventually <laughs> the things happen. There's attraction, and soon enough, there's a hook around. Hook around. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, now, of all things, of course, uh, we all know that season five is the last season, so. Friends and family being the final episode. Do you feel that it was a good ending? I know we touched on this in a couple questions, but uh, why don't we dig into it a little further? Um, 
And if you didn't like it, how would have you ended the show? So I think we're at Kara now. Oh, Jay. Jay, sorry. We're at Jay now. Just uh, to me, it just seemed just so abrupt because, again, I just left you question what's going to happen. And it's like this is the end. It's like you don't see what's going to be happening with uh, almost character development. See if she has any stuff going on with her MS, if she has any new complications. You don't get to see how the relationship develops between Appa and Jung. Mm-hmm. It's like they're starting to get close and, you know, they're getting a lot more friendly, more cordial with each other. You don't see um, if um, Jung develops into someone taking over the store because, again, he was giving Oma and Appa a, a presentation of what uh, he thinks the, they should do to improve sales. Right. Again, with Janet, again, you're left wondering what's going to happen next with Janet. Does she like girls or does she like guys? She's still curious. Like it's, she's still trying to find out who she is. And again, with uh, Kimchi, we get to see if he finds out who his father, or if he gets to, he reunites reunites with his father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that that's that's one of the things that I mean. Above all the things people complain about are the, you know, Janet and her identity, the MS upon Jung, but people usually forget about Kimchi and his dad. So. <laughs> And then people just completely leave Shannon out there. That, that's a whole other thing. But, um, okay, great. Uh, Kara, how about you? Oh, yeah. Speaking of kimchi, um, what I really liked was how his character became less one-dimensional. Like, when I first saw mm-hmm. him, I just thought he was really annoying and this goofy character. <laughs> He's the one-liner the, guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, he... He really started to kind of take the spotlight more, and I just found myself like wanting to see more episodes of him. I like the the high school reunion. Uh, <laughs> that was one of my yeah. favorite episodes, actually. Yes. And then having yeah. him interact with Stacy, like Stacy, oh, yeah. grew on oh, me. Man. I love yeah. her <laughs> her <laughs> attitude and like her curiosity. Her to, sass. Yeah, her curiosity about okay. Who is this ex-girlfriend of Kimchi's? And then her tagging along. <laughs> I think they made a really fun uh, duo, so it was good to see their chemistry. But mm-hmm. I mean, even with Kimchi, like that storyline seemed kind of like an eighth grader wrote that ending. Like, oh, he shows up to what do you think is his dad's home, and it turns out not to be. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it just, eighth grader wrote. It, it, yeah it's like oh he's not actually my dad but we had a good time and that was it like what was the point of that storyline and then it was interesting too how then Shannon brought up how she's actually adopted which mm-hmm. is also kind of a weird thing to bring up at the end but then I saw she's getting her own show so that's probably going to yes. feed into mm-hmm. Yes. Her story on her show now. Yes, yeah. you nailed it. And that's why... Uh, yeah. It's uh, titled Strays. Yeah, it's titled <laughs> Strays. It, it, and it's uh, the story takes place in Hamilton, of all places. I know Jay's favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, basically, she's the director of an animal shelter. That's why she was on the phone for the director job. So, oh. Um, hmm. And uh, I think... 
think one of the characters on it is her sister or or cousin or something like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. That will be interesting if you want to watch something like that. I don't know. I'm still on the fence on that. <laughs> I, I want to support Nicole, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about my opinions. Uh, anything else to add about the final episode, Kara? Um, I mean, it was cute the way they had Oman Appa closing down the, yeah. the store mm-hmm. and turning the, the sign around. That part was nice. And I think mm-hmm. I did like how Janet put her two cents in about Jung taking over and, and really saying, oh, no, I, I think Jung has the potential to do more because, mm-hmm. you know, reality is running a convenience store. It's 24-7. You don't get vacation. So I think that'd be tough for Jung to, you know, move on with his life being a store owner. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, as a, a store owner, you, you don't want your kid to be a store owner because you know how hard you have to work. And I think the whole point of right. owning a store is to help your kids have a better future so they don't have to work as much and be able to make more money. Mm-hmm. So I think that part with Janet, you know, that conversation was good. <laughs> I appreciate that you're you're taking everything from Janet's point of view because it's just <laughs> it just solidifies everything I said about you being oh, real life Janet. Real life I, I hope, Janet. I hope you're leaving tea bags everywhere around the house because you're far far away from me, so I don't. Give a care. <laughs> No, I, I learned that as soon as I'm done, I'll throw it out in the in the garbage. So. <laughs> With age comes wisdom. Yeah. All right, uh, Maria. Anything to add? Um, I think if there was like more closure on like each of the like character development and mm-hmm. then with like the store closing and Amma and Appa, you know, that scene it would have been a perfect finale but because there's so much open-ended um, storylines and just so much unknowns and things that are just unleft for us mm-hmm. it just like what the hell <laughs> left us in the dark exactly, but I guess maybe you could also say that, you know, the stores, the, the lights are shut and then we're all left in the dark. And mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, yeah the, the way that they ended <laughs> the, the last episode, it, it kind of resembled, uh, actually back in season one, Appa, he turns off the light, he flips a thing and he walks into the darkness. And I'm like, if they end the show like this, and because it was a season <laughs> one, I'm like, actually, I would have been okay with that because like, Thinking back now. Yeah, because like they had kind of reached some progress in the characters and everything. And it was, to me, season one was a perfect season. And then when they did that again, I'm like, if they... This was like before the episode end, ended. I'm like, if they turn off the light and walk off in the dark, I'm going to be so sad watching that. I mean, like, th- like I predict a lot of things before I watch movies. And I'm like, if they do that, that that's gonna end me and it did yeah i was just i'm like oh my god i can't believe they did that i hate you ins Choi. anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh do you want to say anything ruby i think like i agree with marie in terms of the final scene 
that we're all talking about right now, and also the dinner scene. Those were perfect, like finales. Finales proper finales for a for a proper finale. Like for for a wrap up of a whole series. You know what I mean? Like, Like it makes sense. It's just the content leading up to it didn't make sense. <laughs> and there weren't actual resolutions. Um, I think the episode is sel- itself, if you look at it as, as just a season five finale episode, it's not a bad episode. You know, everyone still had something to do. The cliffhanger wasn't so big, but it does leave you wanting more. So in that sense, it was a, it was a great episode. But because we look at it from the eyes of knowing that this is it, there's no more Kim's Convenience, then everyone's like, what the frig? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had so, I, I floated on both sides of this. Like, it was a good ending. It was terrible. So <laughs> you, you're going to see me go, like, totally both ways on one yeah. episode. Bipolar? Yeah. Yeah. I... I I, I floated both ways for so long, and now I'm just like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, for me, even though it seemed like just a, a last-minute dinner thing, that was mm-hmm. like the first time we saw everyone, all the main characters together in That's one true. room. Yep. That's a solid point. At the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a solid point. And you know what? I noticed one thing watching it the other day. There were no customers in that episode that yeah. came in that day. It mm-hmm. was Jung who walked in. And then that was it. Like, they, they saw no customers that day. It was just the Kims, Shannon, Kimchi, and Gerald that whole episode. Wow, I didn't even realize so, that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Because usually at the beginning of each episode, they always have a scene where there's a customer interaction with Appa. Where mm. Appa will say some smart-ass thing or yeah. something funny happens. In this case, they, they set it up for the whole magazine rack. Like. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no customers. No customers that entire day. It must have been a slow day at Kim's Convenience. Or maybe it was COVID. They were just like, it's locked down. We all got to stay home. So no yeah. one's going out. <laughs> <laughs> so no, okay, see you. All right. Uh, the last big question that I have for us. Um, and we'll start with Kara on this one. Looking at the big picture as Asian Canadians, what do you think Kim's Convenience legacy will be? Or what do you think it'll be remembered by? I think it'll be remembered because it showed what, like, an immigrant family, you know, trying to make it in Toronto, what their life is like. And I related Mm -hmm. it to to Walt because my parents ran a convenience store. And I hope Mm -hmm. that it will open the doors for more stories like that to be on TV where it's, you know, every immigrant story is different, but it'd be good to have more of that shown so that, Mm -hmm. you know, people living in Canada are like, well, everyone is from somewhere else. And then as a kid, you'll realize, okay, my life isn't out of the ordinary. We're all Mm -hmm. from somewhere else. And it makes you feel like, okay, my life isn't weird or this is the way things should be. It's showing different perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like how they don't they don't have like a stereotype of Asians. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you know, 
Jung. He's not a nerd. He's like this big buff guy, which is the opposite of what mm-hmm. Asian males are, are typecast as. Mm-hmm. Or Janet is not like some nerd studious girl. Like she's in photography. She's in the art world, which is something um, you don't see um, depicted. It's always like, oh, she's the nerdy Asian friend. <laughs> Right. She's just like a, a side character. It's nice to see them as a main character. And like Appa mm-hmm. is iconic with even his outfits and <laughs> okay, see you. I, I hope that becomes like a huge part of Canadian culture from now on. It, it's like things that mm-hmm. you know about Canadians. I hope that becomes a thing all around the world. It's like, okay. Right. Appa, he's Canadian. He's Korean, but he's also Canadian. It's not like, oh, that's just a Korean immigrant. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that, um, you know, it opens more doors for more content like that to come out in the media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great points. Uh, Maria? Yeah. I really appreciate like like as Kara said like it's it's representation it's it's feeling and getting comfort that you know this is another viewpoint it is like immigrant families how how they are and it's and it's uh, <laughs> it's like as an Asian family growing up in Canada you don't feel it's it's not like your typical like full house family mm-hmm. like like as you said earlier like how everyone's like all hugging each other it's like oh this is okay you 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 got a f or whatever it's okay you'll just try harder right god if we get a b we get beats b for beats <laughs> Or, like, or a, even not even the B. If you get an A minus, yeah. And in, in Korean, in Korean, uh, um, uh, report card rating, A minus is like a, a fail. B for us, <laughs> A plus only. Right. It's like it gives it, exactly like it gives it insight to others of like, oh, this this is also the norm. This is what families also go through. Like, I remember like going to my friend's house. They're, they each had like their own dinner dinner served on their own individual plates and they all thought like it's weird to have like a communal dish in the center of the table where people just grab them and pick their own foods like they're like why don't they serve it to you like why is there not enough to serve to each individual person it's like no but this is how we share the food we eat together this is how like this is the norm for us and mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm. like why is it so weird and unknown to you like that's what i appreciated from kim's because like we didn't get that representation or even the outlet shown well nowadays it's a lot people are more aware people have better conscious of venturing out or trying new things mm-hmm. um but still, like the stories, the feels, the the character insights, or like even their own behaviors, like Amma's MS, how she she was just trying to hide it and be strong, and like 
or even like when she was like refusing when she slipped in the bathtub and she was like profusely refusing to use that um that that the bath thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the assisted seat and it's like well why don't she you know like what why don't she just use that if she needs the help but no it's it's the own characters and i guess like as kara said it's the korean like your own pride your own saving face you want to show that you're strong mm-hmm. um not everyone really understands that and that's one thing that you know kim's can really kim's has brought out and was able to showcase mm-hmm. yeah i the the only thing that i hope uh, people don't think is that we're all sloppy eaters like appa <laughs> The way he ate, <laughs> you're just That's like. Thing. I, I don't eat like that. With this, so the dirty pigs. It's the edge of cheese. Yeah, it's just like all that, like the seaweed hanging off his mouth and into his beard. And I, I give him credit though, like. Um, Asians to grow beards like that—that's hard. Mm, I, yeah, that's hard true. For me to grow facial hair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so I'm like, and I guess very that, that representation that Asians can grow beards. Yeah, yeah exactly. there you go. Yeah, it's true. is uh, actually pretty cool because the in thing these days is for guys to have a full beard. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Drake made that true. beard popular, so when you see an Asian guy have that beard, that's very rare because most of us can't even grow beards or when we try to grow a beard, it's all patchy. It's all over the place. I've never thought about that link with Drake. Now I'm going to bring that up with Paul when I speak to him. Are you trying to be Drake, man? <laughs> oh, boy. He's just trying to be cool because everyone at least in the Drake have a beard now. <laughs> so Appa is a cool. Appa knows. Appa knows it's tired. Thank you. <laughs> How about you, Jay? How about uh, on the legacy of Kim's, uh, what do you think it'll be remembered by? What To me, what it'll be remembered by is that, again, just seeing a first a show that has a mostly Asian cast that everyone, everyone in the world worldwide can get, you know, relate to. Because I've had so many friends from the States, all over Canada, of different ages different backgrounds say oh my god have you seen the show kim's convenient oh my god i can totally relate to jung oh my god i can totally relate to janet there's mm-hmm. something for everyone there's a story for everyone just the whole dynamics of you know the um, relationships within the family like between um janet and appa how they're like two bulls always always fighting they're both headstrong um jung being considered like the black sheep of the family there's always a character it seems like there's a character for everyone that someone can relate to like i know myself when i see a bit of janet and jung i see a little bit of uh myself in each character like jung um i kind of see myself in as well too because i was always a little bit rebellious and mm-hmm. i know for many years my father and i never really saw eye to eye just like up on jung over the last few years we've gotten really close we've got to have a better understanding of each other also with janet's character i see a lot of myself in there as well too because when my parents when kara and i when kara and i um our parents ran the store mm-hmm. the store for 10 years there's always myself working there all the time so there's always of that idea if we keep the store that you know, eventually since i'm working all the time i'll be the one taking over so <laughs> i do see a lot of uh myself and her as i said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
again, also just the whole multicultural dynamics of it as well too. It, for me, when I watched that show, it totally, it totally represents Toronto. Just all the different multiculturalism, mm-hmm. diversity. Yeah, solid point. Everything, every type of group represented as well too. Yeah, and it wasn't forced either. Yeah, like, it was exactly. a nice representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like a public yeah, service on. announcement, like, oh, look, we all get along <laughs> so well. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, here's the one black guy in the neighborhood with yeah. all the Asians. Mm-hmm. It's like, it felt yeah. like Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, here you have a Korean family, right? But again, it's like any type of family, it doesn't matter the race or background, there's always going to be some kind of conflict, drama. As I said, there's always there's something. In each episode, that someone can relate to, or or, or you know get some get um, um, get feedback from, or have a similar experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the characters of what they're going through on the show. Like for me, the bottom line is I, I to sum it up, I'd say it's a show that gives something for everyone. There's something there for everyone. Doesn't matter the character, the episode. The drama going through the storylines, it, it, it's like a buffet. You'll, you'll find something for you. Mm-hmm. Ruby, any closing thoughts? I think Kim's Convenience will be remembered as the show that finally had representation. And it kind of was the gateway for that, as well as having diversity being presented on television, on Canadian television. That, like you guys said, it wasn't forced. It was very real. Yes, it was a comedy. However, it was it was not a comedy for the sake of being funny. And the fact that I think everyone can relate because, like Kara said, we're everyone in Canada is pretty much an immigrant. Like we don't, we didn't. Nobody was really born and raised here from like the very, very beginning of like your ancestors, so to speak. Um, so in that sense, like the way that Asians or whoever else have felt like they've been treated differently will not, was something that was represented on television that, that, and that's what made the show so successful because everyone felt like, Hey, that's me. That's how I felt. And because it was so relatable, that's what made that's what gave it five seasons, six seasons, technically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe it could have been more, but. But awesome. Awesome. Great points, everybody. I think, I think Kim's means something a little different to everybody. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's been great to kind of look at this and take a step back and look at everything in in the bigger picture and uh, i'm glad i had all of you because i wasn't expecting you guys all to have different really different opinions but you 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 kind of do especially kara with the, her janet point of view i was oh, i was like that caught me off guard i was like i can't believe you actually went down the janet route oh <laughs> she didn't let you down yeah I, yeah i guess that's true but i better be seeing like instagram where like your husband like it's like she keeps leaving all the goddamn like tea bags everywhere. Then I'll be <laughs> then I'll be satisfied. Actually, he does it now too because he reuses them more than once. Oh, yeah. 
So you release him in like a spot. I got it. Yeah. And also now he can't really eat cheese as much. Cheese and bread. Because I can't okay. eat it as much. Are you lactose? Um, okay. Well, I, I think as I've gotten older, it's harder for me to digest um, mm. dairy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that goes for most of us here. I don't know yeah. about Maria. Yep. I don't ask. I'm fine. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> you probably the only one. Okay. Okay. No more ice. Cream. <laughs> no more ice cream for me. I have to have the vegan one, the, the coconut <laughs> one. Not the dairy ice cream. Now. Mm. Because if I have ice cream, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap up today, I came up with with a few rapid fire questions. It's just, don't try to think about it. Just answer it off the top of your head. Uh, we're gonna go from Jay, Kara, Maria for each one of these and uh, just just give your answer, the first answer that you think about. So, first question. Would you rather ha- judge an Ajushi beard competition or eat a box of pink Timbits? Jay? Oh, you know me, I love my sugar. <laughs> And I like to feed the machine, so I'm going to have a box of a pink uh, Timbits. It's all nice and good to me, all delicious. It's a dessert. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Kara? Now, the pink Timbits. Because, if yeah, I don't want to be judging between Ajashi and Mr. Chin about who looks better. That's creepy. They touch on that. <laughs> That's weird. All right. <laughs> Maria? Initially, I was thinking of the beard contest, but then Carrie's a good point. Do I really want to look at two old men? (laughs) (laughs) So, so have you guys? Do you guys remember what pink timbits taste like? Like, no, they taste like there's pink timbits. I do remember. (laughs) And like again, for me, I I'm a sweet guy. For me, I always thought all the timbits taste great. Every single one of them. To me, there is not a a single. Such thing as a bad timbit. Okay. Isn't it just sprinkled? I thought it was strawberry. Oh, I think I, it's I'm, strawberry. I'm tr- Isn't that like this dusted with the strawberry filling? I think it had no. those, those pink dots and it was supposed to be like, yeah. cherry or something. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's a timbit. It's like we all failed as Canadians. Kara's the only one with an excuse. She actually commented how we all have Canadian accents. Boring <laughs> robot people. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question. Again, we're going to go Jay, Kara, Maria. Uh, would you rather babysit a pet tarantula slash lizard or try to impress a significant other's parent over lunch knowing that they're going to be a hard ass? For me, I would say a pet tarantula. I'm not scared of, a, I'm not scared of a spiders, snakes, lizards, crocodile. Uh, for me, it's a piece of cake. But if you put me on a CN Tower, then we, <laughs> then we have a problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kara? I'd rather do the dinner with the parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't like spiders. And I think I... <laughs> do pretty well most parents like me okay janet thank you uh maria (laughs) um i'm gonna choose the tarantula because uh yeah oh oh your mother-in-law right okay we won't say anymore (laughs) people can guess what we mean (laughs) plead the fifth plead the fifth (laughs) 
Next question. All right. Would you rather have your mom try to set you up on a date with the cool Christian Korean or deal with your long-standing tension with your dad while wearing matching shirts that say, Chingu's for life? <laughs> Good question. I would wear the... Um, I would rather the hang out with my uh, appa and wear the chingus for life. I think after a couple beers, we would have a good time. <laughs> okay, okay, you got a strategy. H- how about you, Janet? Uh, yeah, I definitely do the chingus for life t-shirt wearing <laughs> scenario. Okay, okay, you dodge that just like a good Janet would. <laughs> All right, Maria. <laughs> Only because I can't picture our mom hooking us up with a cool Christian Korean, I'd say that, but I guess that's not the real scenario. Dude, did you forget what mom did to me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's to you. That's not to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so my mom did sort of do that. I don't know if that person was Christian. Christian. That's the thing I... Was she cool? (laughs) She was Korean. (laughs) Yeah, we could say cool. It's like well, cool. this is a story about uh, cool um, enough for mom to say <laughs> about a uh, um, Korean restaurant. Yes, that, that that's the one. That's mm. the one. So so the long story short is um, we were we frequently went to one particular restaurant, and it wasn't like a close drive. It was like a thirty minute drive from our home, and we always went back to that restaurant. My mom was getting friendly with like the owner. And uh, and the daughters, there were like two twin daughters that worked there. And, uh, well, anyway, long story short, uh, my mom thought it would be a good idea to, hey, you know, my son and your daughter, huh? Huh? So, yeah, that <laughs> happened. Anywho. Korean arrangement. <laughs> so I, I can relate with um, Janet in that sense. All right, last... But you actually went on the... <laughs> hmm? You actually went on the date. Yeah. You didn't argue against it. Yeah, well, I figured, what the hell? What do I have to lose? And, um... <laughs> well, at least, like, on your defense, like, at least the girl actually went out with you. When I was working at the branch, like, I had some customers where, like, the moms would be, like, like they're rich families and whatnot, like, million dollars accounts and whatnot. And, like, the mom would be like... Oh, my son, he's studying in the Caribbean to be a doctor and whatnot. Are you, like, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, yes, I do. It's like, oh, where is he? I'm like, oh, he, he's overseas. It's like, oh, that's okay. Why don't you go on a date with my son? He's coming back soon. And blah. I'm like, no, that's okay. <laughs> then a couple of weeks later, she comes back to the branch, brings the son. This is my son over here. Why don't you guys, you know, when when is your break? I'm like, no, I, I'm okay. She's like, oh, but. I think you guys would be a good match and whatever. You just go out and have fun. I'm like, no, that's okay. Okay, bye. You're done with your transaction. <laughs> oh, awkward. That's like oh, extra geez. charge for harassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Extra trend, extra two ninety five TD transaction. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question: Would you rather go into business with Charlie Brown, Baby Gerald? Or take over Kim's convenience. Good question. <laughs> Very good question. It's a lose, think... lose, lose situation. It's between a rock and a hard place. No, so... it's soft, baby Gerald, 
and hot place. <laughs> I think of with me with my style of personality, I would take a uh, do business with uh, salt baby Gerald because uh, he would listen to every one of my commands and demands, and so he'd be very very good business talker. Partner, I make him do all uh, beach work. <laughs> okay, okay. I know where Kara's going, so I'll just why, why, What do you think? It. I think you're gonna go with Gerald. Yeah. You're avoid the store, man. Yeah, which is like what I did, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. With, I know with Gerald, you just make him do all the work, and he's willing and easy to influence. So yeah. I'm so curious who the Gerald was in your life. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Maria. <laughs> Yep, the Gerald. Everyone's going the easy route. Charlie Brown, baby Gerald. <laughs> I guess that's expected. What would you go with? Mm-hmm. Probably hmm. Gerald. Yeah, nobody wants to work the store. Like, some older generation Korean's going to listen to this somehow. I don't know how they're going to come across it. And they're going to be like, why didn't you take the store? Or maybe they won't, because they'll be thinking, just like we said earlier, like, you can do better. So, yeah. Anyway. Would you stay at the store then? I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'd work with Gerald. He'd annoy the shit out of me. So yeah, but then you have to I'd... deal with annoying customers. Yeah, I mean like, Regulars. I mean I'm I'm used to doing family business. I I have good and bad <laughs> customers too. Uh, so in a you're doing the store right yeah, now. Yeah, in, in a way, I'm already doing Kim's convenience. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Like long work hours, no vacation, no benefits. Yeah, well, what the hell, man? I'm already doing Kim's convenience. <laughs> Silicon Silicon Valley version in the tech world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so thanks guys for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun reminiscing on old stuff and. <laughs> making fun of Kara and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, so, Jay, I know you have a social media. What What's your Instagram? So my Instagram is at Oriental Diesel. So diesel like fuel, diesel like in trees. So that's my um, Instagram. Awesome. So you see all my, uh, all my uh, workout-related uh, stuff and food-related stuff because I'm a big foodie. And once in a while, I'll post some... Uh, of my voice impression just like this one thank you <laughs> so if you're a fan of jay make sure to follow him on instagram and you can follow kara at janikimphotography.com and maria at mylifeisboring.ca so if you have any comments questions or stories to share tweet me at mikeyuan82 until the next time okay, okay. Cheers. Cheers.